The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.blueclovertherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. So are we gonna are we gonna lie this morning and say good morning? And like it's super early and we're up, we're gonna tell everybody what time it actually is. No, it's midday. It's midday. It's totally midday. We should I feel like we should be honest with our fan base. Yeah, it's Sunday. It is Sunday. And we are having a super lazy day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feels good, right? Yeah, I I don't know. We're usually very well planned out. We don't have many of these days, and so I always feel a little weird about it. Unproductive. Yeah. Lazy, but I'm liking it today. Are you? I haven't put on shoes yet. I'm drinking my coffee. Is it a cocoa coffee? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Like there's a lot of sugar in there. <laughs> But we are planning our Dapper Days Disneyland trip. Yeah, we're going to talk about um, Disneyland in our coffee segment today, right? Yeah, we are. Because we went to Dapper Days last year, and we're going to go to Dapper Days this year. Yeah, and you'll tell everybody what Dapper Days is, and it's awesome. It is awesome. Everybody should do it. But what what are we talking about today? Oh, welcome to the Morning Circle Podcast. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Ty. And I am Jesse, the therapist. And we are going to talk about successful habits Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully break them down so you can implement them in your life if you'd like to. Yep. And like today, just all success. Getting up super Just late, pure. not putting on shoes. Yeah, that's right. That's what we mean by success. Yeah, exactly. You so, don't need shoes. Uh, but what are, we, what are we talking about today? We're talking about smell. Smell. Just successful people have a higher sense of smell, a more keen sense of smell. No. Like, like they can track down bandits on the trail <laughs> just by scent. They're trackers with yeah. their nose? Yeah. Like a bloodhound? Yeah. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But we are going to talk about smell okay. and how smells influence us and can make us more productive okay perfect so let's get right into the history of smell yeah this day in history so i'm sorry that i keep coming up with subjects that you can't come up with a history for no i'm i'm getting creative with it because um, smell is pretty yeah like the history of smell rough. like when did humans develop the sense of smell probably long before in our evolutionary chain yep but i'm not going to talk about that today uh, today i'm going to talk about the evolution of body odor. Oh, gross. That's kind of gross. It's I feel like it's gross. No. So humans have distinctive body odor, right? Yeah. So back in the caveman days, we smelled pretty bad. Yeah, and we're stinky. that would make it so dinosaurs didn't want to eat us. And so that, That's move, not a thing. Dinosaurs didn't live at the same time. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> anyway. It's like Jurassic Park. Yeah, like Jurassic Park. Right. No, but like... Like predators would smell us as stinky and they'd move on to some more pleasantly fragrant prey. So I don't think that's a thing. Th- I think they would, if they were hungry, I feel like we would be delicious. Probably anyway. Yeah, that's true. But um, so 
starting about the ancient Egyptian time, mm-hmm. people became more obsessed with smelling nice. Oh. So that's why in, in ancient Egypt culture, you see all like the perfumes and the baths. Um, they'd put it under their armpits. Women would put like a wax, scented wax on their head. And then what? it would like melt throughout the day to like let off fragrances throughout like the sensi? day. Like uh-huh. sensi? You, you would be you a put, sensi You'd be your thing? own like human sensi. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they'd use like um, incense or even like porridge as deodorant. So it was messy, but effective, right? Right. So you smelled a little bit better. And the ancient Romans and the ancient Greeks, they took it to a new level with like their bathhouses, right? They oh, love... Yeah, we talk about these bathhouses a lot. Well, they're they're just, they make so much sense. Yeah. Socially, hygienically, just perfect, right? Right, right. <laughs> they're just completely anyway. perfect. But, but they douse themselves in perfume. They do these, the bathhouses with um, aromatic oils. Yeah. Um, they, they were, they wanted to smell so good. They even smo- soaked their clothes in it. They soaked their horses in it. And their pets in it. How do you soak a horse exactly? Uh, you get a horse bath. Oh. You, you, you never oh, heard of the, the old horse, horse, horse bath? I mean, we have three out back, so I don't know yeah, why exactly. I don't realize that. So, um, and then, so after the ancient Romans and the ancient Greeks, um, the Middle Eastern cultures, they kept up with the hygiene and the bathing. Oh. Um, so, like, you're talking like China and the Middle East. They kept that in their religious culture. Okay. But in Western culture, like Europe... Christianity kind of took hold and they didn't like anybody being naked. Yeah, so they right? they were scared of baths and yep, people they, wouldn't they thought, bathe. They thought baths spread disease, so people wouldn't take baths. They wouldn't definitely wouldn't do communal bathhouses. Right. So nobody bathed anymore. So Ugh. everybody just kind of stunk in the Middle Ages. Gross. So if you were rich, you could get perfume. Okay. So, and that kind of like elevated like the French perfumes in like the 17th and 18th, oh, yeah. 18th century. That kind of arose out of this where, you know, people were trying to figure out ways of making you smell good without taking a bath. Oh, I see. So anyway. Um, that is gross. But yeah, that, that happened well into the 19th century, well into the 1800s. So, um, but then people started realizing with like germ theory and better hygiene and spread of disease that, Mm -hmm. Hey, we probably need to be clean. So baths became a more common thing. I think we talked about baths. We did about personal hygiene, personal hygiene one. That's right. Yeah. Um, but with, uh, in regards to this, um, the first deodorant was trademarked in 1888. What? Really? Yep. Yep. By a Philadelphia inventor. It was called mum. Mum. Yep. And it was a paste you applied under your armpits. Oh, is it yeah. similar or was it similar to what we do now? Uh, no, it's a little different, like a, like a paste paste. Oh, um, I see. And then Everdry was the first antiperspirant and it used aluminum chloride to like yeah, stop you is, from perspiring, but right. it would like burn your skin and burn through your clothes. So, oh, you know, so you don't sweat, effective. but you ruin your shirt. Um, and your body. Yeah. Yeah. Like really it, bad. Burning your body. Ooh. Yeah. But then in the 1950s is where we got kind of the, the, the antiperspirant deodorant we kind of see today. And that's like the roll-on style because okay. of the ballpoint pen. That kind oh, of yeah. technology came around. So, um, so aerosol, or and then we got also got aerosol in like the 1960s. And oh, that so was you like, could spray it on. Yeah, but like the right guard, you know. Oh, gotcha. And that was by Gillette. And now it's a multi-billion-dollar industry to make us smell good. Oh, absolutely. For that, People spend a lot of money on smelling 90, good. Ninety-five percent of Americans use use deodorant. Yeah, I would. It's a pretty common thing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I should start. Oh my so. gosh, you wear so much deodorant. You have like <laughs> six things in your... And I, I am irritated. Here, you want to hear? Okay, stand That's by. Right. I'm yeah. going to tell you how irritated I am. Okay. Because it feels like you use a stick of deodorant for like six times, and then you just place it randomly, and you buy another one, and you forget or whatever happens, 
and then you get a new one and a new one and a new one. And so there's like these half-used deodorant sticks everywhere. I don't get it. Okay, I, mean, I, I got to defend myself here. Not exactly my fault because most of the time, Will, our six-year-old, yeah. he really likes the pictures on the I use, what is it? Um, oh, what? What, what, is, what kind do I use? The Gillette? No, the the Sailor Old Spice. I use Old, Old Spice. Spice. That's what it um, is. He likes the pictures on the deodorant things. That's so he'll fair. take them and he'll like go to his room and like so look they, at them. So, because they have like octopuses and pirate ships on them. And cool birds. You know, what, what, what men do, you know? Yeah, men are fighting Man, manly octopus things. And yeah, octopi. octopi. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I, I think actually octopuses or octopi are acceptable. Is either one? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh. I mean, check me. It's worth a Google. It's worth um, a Google. So anyway, so that's the history of body odor and ties stick use of deodorant. Yeah. So yes. I mean, it's smell. You smell. We smell us, right? Was that close? Was that a good history? Yeah, that's absolutely. That's fantastic. Because I'm, now I'm going to tell you why and how to use scents to your benefit. Oh, okay. So like mm -hmm. incense or deodorants or essential oils or whatever they're talking about? I'm going to go into specific scents. Just, Not oh, necessarily like how like to... the medium, but actual like lavender does this. Yeah. And, oh, all right. And mm -hmm. then so you can figure out how to track that bandit with your posse. <laughs> all right, here we go. That's exactly it. So smell is one of the strongest senses or is the strongest sense that we have. And it is directly, it has direct routes to the brain and specifically the receptors that are communicate well with memory, how memory is stored and where emotions are governed. So, so sense will give you the biggest memory trigger and emotional triggers. Right. And that's okay. why like you'll smell like an obscure, let's say that like ginger snaps. Let's say you don't eat them on a regular basis now, but you smell them and remind you of when you were eight. Like that's why you can so quickly channel a smell is because, or, or a memory based on a smell. Oh, okay. Because it, it is very, they're very strong, strongly connected. And what's really interesting is, so inhalation of an aroma can stimulate appetite, which is of course, like you smell makes sense you smell you know, vanilla and you want cookies yeah exactly okay. um it can invoke a strong feeling which is also fair and then it can remind us of a person or a place it tends to be specifically memory stemmed so like if i my great grandmother always had potpourri at her house and i mm -hmm. smell potpourri i can trigger that memory of her right okay does it ever does it ever happen where it's a smell that wasn't associated with them or is it pretty much associated with that person it's associated with that person in some way so even if you were the one, let's say you were wearing a certain scent and then you interacted with that person or you were wearing that scent and you were making cookies. Um, so a scent that doesn't seem to make much sense can be connected to a memory. It just has to all kind of connect at the same time. Okay. And there's, there is times in which you, ha you recall a very thin stripe of a memory, but can't recall the rest of it because the scent is not channeled through that entire memory. Oh, okay. So I, I deal with that a lot with like EMDR and trauma where they'll like the smell of diesel is a very common one with like war vets or firemen police because I mean, you guys can, you smell that and it can be associated with something very specific, but then you can't recall the rest of the call or the, you know, right. fight or whatever it is. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, so it is, it is our strongest sense to recall memories and it's very underutilized in the trauma community like as we're processing memories because oh. it's such a specific thing so it's hard to like bring in a bucket of diesel to your nice <laughs> therapy office and be like take That's a whiff a, of this yeah 
Wafted it into your face. Okay. Let's go. But but it is very effective. And what's what's another interesting thing that I didn't realize until researching this is that your smelling ability reaches a plateau about age eight. So eight year olds are the best smellers. Yes. Oh wait, are we the same as eight year olds, or do we? Well, there's. Do we go down it kind of depends on. So it kind of depends on how we use our sense of smell. So it can kind of deplete if we are bad at using it or if we're sniffing things up our nose or okay. if we are around a diesel or very um, harsh So if we smells. abuse or overuse it or we don't utilize it. Yep, then okay. it, it, it goes down. You don't you don't get that scent back. Um, but eight. So a lot of times, like if there's trauma around eight, and I'm using trauma just because I'm a therapist, but um, or even like fond memories. A memory, yeah. A memory of, of some kind. Um, eight years old and under Sometimes you can recall things like in complete clarity based on a single smell. Oh, so it goes down and then plateaus or does it go up and plateau? Um, it goes up. So when you're little, uh-huh. you go up and, and it can, grows and grows and grows and can and can uh, rejuvenate. Okay. So if, if something bad is happening or whatever in that time between, you know, zero to eight, okay. you can repair those things. Oh. But by eight, it plateaus out and then it doesn't regenerate. Okay. So like... Boop, 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 goes down and that's kind of where that comes from um what's really interesting is so um college in syracuse new york um dr havis and dr white did this really really cool study where they had a gender neutral silhouette and they had people smell onions and lemons and um the folks that smelled the onions felt like the silhouette was masculine and the people who smelled the lemons thought that the silhouette was uh, feminine. Oh, how come? It, it that just seems to be a running theme. So if the it's dudes sit around eating onions all day, <laughs> onions and beef, onions um, and liver. But but in all seriousness, like this is a very common pattern, and it's been recreated several different times. So floral scents uh-huh. um, tend to we tend to think of more feminine figures. Huh. Versus more musky or onion or kind of harsher senses tend to be more male. That makes sense. I mean, I, I just based on either like body odors. like Yeah, because like men are more musky. And women are usually more floral. Or maybe it's like traditional, like mom's home mopping floors with lemon juice, you know. Or gathering. Or like, gathering, Because if, yeah. if we're gatherers, yeah. we would be gathering fruits and things like that and be around flowers and whatnot. Yeah. Whereas if you're hunting so deer, I, w- I wonder if it's in, if it's innate, like in our subconscious, or it's just based upon our upbringing as a person. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. And and that would be hard to. Psychology is a soft science, so it's hard to like weed out exactly what's happening there. Right. Um, but floral odors promote social interaction, social ap- approaches um, in behaviors like trying to incorporate other people, and then social excitement. Oh, so if you're having a party. Throw in some, some lemon air fresheners in. or And floral, like roses oh. and lavender and oh. lemons are more excitable. Okay. Um, like lemons citrusy. So we're talking floral. Okay. Yeah, floral, but also citrus type. So so very plant-based, like floral, citrus, gotcha, excitable gotcha. scents. But if you're going to um, go out and you're going to kill a big buffalo, burn some Get yourself onions. some onions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, rub it all over your body. <laughs> um, but um, so... What they've talked about is picking contrasting scents for like your personal life, roman- like your romantic life, kind of personal romantic, and then your work life. So, Be- so separate those? Yeah, separate those. Because what what's interesting is that we tend to put on a persona based on 
how we smell. Really? Yeah. So if you have a certain, like if, if I had, they did the, a study where they had um, women wear musky um, clones. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to be more masculine and, and more antisocial. And then they had men wear floral scents, roses and whatnot. They were more likely to do the social behaviors. Really? Yeah. So like even them smelling themselves. Yeah. Being able that. to radiate this out oh. and then create that group structure, which is really interesting. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we got to get you some floral. So like, I can just go be a social just butterfly. Dab. Yeah. You dab some some yeah. lavender on. Yeah. Um, so the main scents that have been researched thoroughly. So lavender is kind of the go-to for relaxation and all of right. that. Um, and it elicits a parasympathetic response. So, you know, that's our go-to. Everybody uses lavender. Yeah. We go through some serious lavender. Does it, does it lower, lower cortisol? Um, <laughs> it's because I always bring up cortisol. Well, my watch is beeping. This is so unprofessional. Who's got the watch with the alarm? I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> it's exactly 1130 right exactly now. Exactly 1130. All right. Keep um, yeah. So it, it does um, lower cortisol and creates a parasympathetic response. Get out of town. I know. Who would have thought? I know you love it that I bring up cortisol in every single episode. I have to. Um, But lemon, for example, raises levels of norepinephrine. What is wrong with my face today? Norepinephrine. Um, A brain chemical which is linked specifically to decision making and up to motivation. Oh, so you you get some lemon scent and you're ready to conquer the world. Yep, you're ready. In a social and fun way. Yeah, exactly. In a very encompassing, socially aware way. Uh, Rosemary. Um, which I'm not a big fan of rosemary, but it's, I mean, studied. Yeah, it's studied. Um, speed and accuracy on um, mental tasks go Increases? up s- significantly. Really? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So adding rosemary to things mm-hmm. um, and kind of that scent. That's why the Italians make such nice cars and sofas. That's exactly why. That's why. And coffee. And coffee. Yeah. And all. Uh, do they do anything not perfect? I don't know. Yeah. We actually, I don't know much about Italy. You should know. I should know. You have family I'll, in Italy. I'll research it. <laughs> but rosemary is a big one. Uh, peppermint, not just for Christmas. I can have peppermint anytime? Anytime you want. So it stimulates so it's the like, brain. So I'm allowed to have eggnog all the time now. I can have peppermint all the time too. Yeah, but where are you going to get eggnog in the middle of I think summer? It's, I think it's like year round now. By where? I think no. every store. Every no. store's got eggnog. Do you remember that when you made a jug of homemade eggnog? Oh, so gross. <laughs> I was trying to save money because eggnog is kind of pricey. And you're cheap. You're so cheap. And it was oh, so gosh. terrible. And you drank and every bit like of it. And I made like five gallons of it. You did make five gallons. Yeah. <laughs> you what made you five do? gallons and then no one else would drink it. And so you drank the whole thing, which is so much like lactose and egg matter and just, ugh. It, it was, was a rough month for so me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyway, so back so peppermint. peppermint. Peppermint stimulates the brain, rejuvenates the senses. Because we would think of peppermint as kind of harsh, but it's actually quite the opposite, where it can rejuvenate and cleanse, kind of cleansing the palate, similar to how yeah. they do, like, um, they have you um, smell coffee or something before you, like smell more floral scents oh sure so it's a very similar way where if you sniff a little just a little bit of peppermint it rejuvenates and recalibrates your sense of smell okay um and then it increases the ability to think clearly and effectively so let's say you're really tired or you're emotionally clouded peppermint brings all of that frontal lobe back on it's a little smelling salt jolt yep it's pretty awesome yeah and then frankincense 
What is frankincense? It's a smell. I have, <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have, I don't know what it is. I just have the essential oil. What does it smell like? Um, It's kind of woodsy. It's like a woodsy, oaky, musky, floral, oniony flavor. It's frankincense. I don't know how to describe okay, it otherwise. But it is, I use it as a shock sense to bring people back from like if they're disassociated. Oh, okay. I use frankincense because it is kind of like a whoa. It's it can be quite strong, um, but what's really interesting is it de-stresses you without becoming too relaxed. Whereas lavender will bring us into like a ah oh, spa sense, right? right? Frankincense does a very similar thing, but without bringing you into a state of like kind of getting a little lethargic. So it and, calms you down, but also keeps you stimulated, right? Or alert, I should yeah, say. Yeah, it keeps you alert. With the um, it also works in the brain, and they've actually map this out which is just wild to me um and i can only find this with frankincense so i'm wondering if they're gonna like run through all of them um but so there's antidepressive pathways in the brain that elicit not only the parasympathetic response but also kind of reducing anxiety and reducing depression symptoms frankincense works exactly in that line of the oh, brain so it does the same pathways it does the same, same pathways. pathways yeah oh, so it, it'll signal very similar things as like antidepressants now i'm not saying this is a substitute for antidepressants right. but it uses the same pathways and so it's it's pretty cool that it can create kind of a brain that is calm and precise without getting to kind of that lethargic relaxy so, state it's awesome yeah so frankincense okay. There you go. I'll have you sniff it. Okay. We'll test it out. (laughs) We'll put it on Instagram or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, Woodsy. Woodsy smell. All Mm -hmm. right. So, okay. So the science behind smell. Yep. All right. Should we go into coffee review? Coffee review. I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee trying to keep my sleepy soul awake. But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes Okay, so this morning, we're yep. going to go over... You mean this afternoon? Yeah, we're, we're not quite there. We're not quite an afternoon yet. We're still technically Is in morning. Is noon considered afternoon? Oh, yeah, because it'd be afternoon. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so we're, we're going to go into uh, coffee at Disneyland. Yes. Because you want to talk about D- Dapper Days, right? I do want to talk you about want to Dapper give Days. A, I'll, give, I'll give shout out to Dapper Days. Yeah. So Dapper Days happens in spring and fall. It happens at Disneyland, Disney World, and then Disney Paris. And basically, you just dress up looking snazzy. You can take a full, like what we do is we take an era and dress everybody in the same era so we all match. Mm-hmm. And then there's lots of things like there's um, like the carousel and Mark Twain's um, boat ride. steamboat River thing boat ride, yeah. um, are kind of like big hot ticket picture type situations that everybody wants to run through. But you just get to enjoy Disneyland and Disney World and Disney Paris in fancy attire. Yeah. And it's super fun and everybody's dressed all cute and has their hair done with like red lipstick. And um, I would say like the 40s and 50s are the most popular, but like... Um, I was looking at different images. I mean, there's folks who are doing all 60s right. and like, but you tend to kind of go in the era with your group right. and it's, it's just super fun. And um, they do this giant expo where you can buy all kinds of cute clothing, which yeah. I know that you really look forward to is yeah. the cute clothing. I like cute clothing. But yeah, so Dapper Days is a lot of fun. So we yeah. would recommend going because we're going this year in the fall. We're doing the fall one this year. Yeah. And, and I think they got a website, Dapper Day. Dot com. Yeah, Dapper probably, Day. Probably all the social media stuff, uh-huh. more media stuff. But um, I really liked it because we dressed up for the airplane too. And if you see pictures from like the 
fifties and sixties on people with people on the airplanes. Everybody everybody's in a suit. Everybody's yep. in a suit or nice dress. It was like a, a to do to go flying. Yep. And now everybody's in jammy pants, you know, and t shirts. And which so we, is fine, which is but... fine, I guess, because you want to be comfy. But we're a very comfort dress society now, a very casual dress society. Right. And getting a bow tie on and putting on my my cool Frank Sinatra hat that and having nice cool shoes on like and that. having Will bow tie on and the girls in nice dresses with their hats, the flowers. Yeah. Like we, you felt great. We got so many compliments from people, yeah. just random people. Yeah, just, it was you, cool. It was just it was it was a really good experience, and yeah. I think people should dress up more often for other things other than just going to work or going to church. Yeah. You know, things that you, you like to do and you're, it's important to you. So Yeah, it was anyway. a lot of fun. We did get asked if we were going to a wedding a lot, though. Yeah. And we were like, no, this is just how we dress. And just then you get this dressed. look like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, so Dapper Days at Disneyland. And mm-hmm. on that same note, let's talk about six places you can get a good cup of coffee at Disneyland. Ooh, I like this one. Yeah. So, of course, I'm not even going to talk about Starbucks because it's right there on Main Street. Right, and Starbucks is now inside Disneyland. Yeah, and it was a it was a. Fun. I mean, well, but it's Starbucks. It's no different than anything else, right? Yeah, and coffee and is good. And it's right there, so the line is like out the door both ways. It's just crazy. So there's, yeah. there's better places to get coffee. So there are actually coffee coffee carts in the what? yeah. So like you know where you get like your your um, smoothies or your popcorn stuff like that. Yeah, those kind of carts they have actual coffee carts. Oh. And they carry like pastries, and then they have like flavored coffees as well. So you got do they only carts? have them in the morning? Do you think? I, don't I know that remember. Starbucks is always open, but like the carts themselves, yeah. the cart I was okay with. It was it was a quick cup of coffee, so that's going to be like the last one. Oh, um, but the um, the the Jolly Holiday Bakery. Oh, so, you, you, did we did we see that? We saw it. We didn't go in. Oh yeah, so it's it's right there. Um, it's got a good breakfast, and it's got like espresso or espresso espresso. Jeez, it's got espresso. Is that um, how you there. say that? That sounds weird. Espresso? I know. Everybody Ex- says espresso. Espresso. It's espresso. Um, but yeah, they've got like cappuccinos and lattes and mochas and iced coffees. They've got caramel macchiatos for you. What? Yeah. But it's, it's In just the a, tiny cup? Yeah. But it's just a little, little small little place. Mm-hmm. The next one's Carnation Cafe. Oh, yes. We it's, love that. It's right there on the left side of Main Street. If you're walking down Main Street mm-hmm. as you're coming in the park. You gave me um, a very pretty ring there. I did give you a pretty ring there yeah, on our on our anniversary trip. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they 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 have like the big frothy whipped creamy mocha coffee in like the big cup with the coffee yeah. syrup and stuff like that. So, um, so that's that's really a place. There's a place called the Coffee House. Oh, where? Uh that's in Disney Hotel. So oh. if you go to the Disneyland Hotel, like which the is, Disneyland Hotel, not yeah. Paradise Spirit. Yeah. Or so if, so on the other side. On the where the Grand California, the the Disneyland Hotel, and the Paradise Pier are. Oh, inside the Disneyland Hotel, there's a place called the Coffee House. Uh huh. And so, like, if you're staying at the Disneyland Hotel, it's right there. It's really good. It's a really good little coffee place. Oh. And um, you can get a Dole Whip with rum. What? Just where? saying. At the Coffee House. Oh no way. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, oh, that would be cool. And then the last the last place is uh, Schmoozies. It's a smoothie shack. Um, located in Hollywood Land in California Adventure, and it's got oh. an epic call a coffee menu. It's kind of similar to the Jolly Holiday. Oh, so espressos, mochas, cold and hot milkshakes, all that good stuff. Oh, that's awesome. So, anyway, so if you if you're in there and you're like, oh, I need a cup of coffee, and I only see Starbucks, think there's, again. There's other places. There's other places. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's it for coffee review. And then come to Dapper Days. Come to Dapper Days. Come hit it's us up. Really awesome. We'll all go. Yeah, and we'll like hang out. And we'll go on the scary Splash Mountain. <laughs> That's right. Do you remember yeah. that picture, right? I do remember that picture. Yeah. 
Maybe and you can post I look it again. Ter- I look terrified. Everybody looks terrified. Yeah. yeah. That's what you get when dad says it's not going to be scary. It's not going to be scary. Don't worry then, about it. And, and luckily, like, and our poor sweet oldest daughter was right up front because the way that it's yeah. balanced out. Yeah. <laughs> she... They will not go on Splash Mountain anymore. I'm going to try this year. There's no try- way. That's I think a, that's a hard it. no from everybody every time I bring it up. But maybe if they, we don't realize that they were getting on that ride. I tried that suddenly... last time. Remember, like, is this Splash Mountain? I'm like, oh no, it's Critter Country. And they're like, this is Splash Mountain. <laughs> you know off. what, though? I think at some point they will be okay with Splash sure. Mountain again. And they'll appreciate all the times we push them. Yeah, into, I don't know. Into about that dangerous, one. <laughs> not dangerous, but scary. No, scary. It, that was Splash where I was Mountain for. is not scary dangerous. Situation. Yeah, scary situation. Pretty scary. All what right. I don't understand is they'll do splash. They won't do Splash Mountain, right? But like Star Tours, or the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Yeah, like where we it's got super drum. sick, and they were all about it. Yeah, they loved so. it, and I think it was because Rocket was like yeah. talking to them through yeah. the cage or whatever. Yeah. But if I was you like, can't tell. We really like Disney. We really love Disney. Like, we really do yeah. like Disneyland. So yeah. we're sorry if you're like, oh, I don't like Disneyland. I mean, this is dumb. But if you haven't been there lately, it, it's pretty awesome now, and it yeah. caters to adults pretty well. They kind of know what you want to do. Anyway, right. so there you go. Yeah. Coffee and Disneyland. They're a good mix. Do it. So should we get back into the action plan? And you can tell people how to use their smells. Yes. Again, for tracking purposes or productivity purposes. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Whichever it is. Okay. Whichever you got going on. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. You ready to action plan this? Let's action plan it. Okay. So um, the reason why this actually came up was you had recently bought me perfume. And it's kind of like my signature scent kind of thing where I only wear it if I need to be social or go to work. So when you need confidence. Right. Right. So that tends to be what I wear to personify this person who is confident and ready to take on social interaction and knows what to do. Right. right. Um, and it does. It ha- it's floral, but it's also kind of not musky because I'm not a I bro. I have no idea what it is. It's in, a pink, not- it's in a pink bottle and it's by... Versace. Yeah. <laughs> well, but but it's definitely, it's kind of like a power scent, right. quote unquote. So you right? don't wear it like just when you're hanging out at home. No, no. And so, um, so ideally you have a work scent or like a confident scent and then you have like a personal um, day-to-day scent. Okay. Um, which probably for me would be kind of like vanilla and lavender because that's what my lotions have because I don't put on perfume unless I'm going somewhere, I guess. Um, but I, what I would like you guys to do is identify what is your working scent and what is your personal scent. That's why I have so many deodorants. It's because <laughs> I've got a work one for one job and a different work one for another job and then right. a personal one. I've got a workout one. So you're just pretty much trying to make me unproductive by commenting on my That's what it is. too well, many deodorants. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sniff you every single day and that way I can identify what you're doing that day. Or how I'm feeling. Or how you're feeling. Yeah. Like you need a little extra confidence. That's yeah. the octopus one. There you go. Right? Okay. Um <laughs> But so you're, you want to have two different scents. And then um, also, I want you guys to identify a place that you would like to work on a scent. So like a, a personal work area, like frankincense or rosemary or lemon would be a good one to try to get you productive. So find a scent that's got a, a, um, a studied whatever. Yeah, actual study. Actual study that uh-huh. makes you more productive or whatever it is. And then use that scent in an area we want to be more productive in. Right. Okay. So like a work area, office area, okay. or if you're going for like your, maybe your sleep is completely out of whack. That is where you would get kind of those lavenders and vanillas okay. and kind of the warm smells Okay. Um, to kind of get yourself to relax and become a little lethargic and become sleepy. Ready for sleep. sleep. Right. Okay. Um, so identifying one of those and trying to use 
uh, that to promote that idea. So whatever, whatever, it is. whatever you're doing, yeah. whether to relax or to stimulate or to become productive and focused. Right. Okay. And so I would like you to do this the whole week and start kind of paying attention to how things smell. So take a whole week and do this. Yep. And, and what those smells do for you. Like, um, for example, I forget what clothing store this is and I don't want to bag on anybody, but it, it's like the surf, surf idea okay, clothing sure. shop for teens and tweens whatever and every time a door the door opens up and it wafts out like that is totally off-putting for me but i'm assuming for teenagers it's like flocking them in okay um and then like the um william sonoma um has like this vanilla rosemary scent that they put out okay that is like mom catnip like i am totally in there i want to buy all the things right makes sense and they're expensive and they're so yes okay (laughs) so so paying attention to how you are around these scents and how your mindset is and if you can shift those so okay. like a form of manipulation but like i mean essentially that's what what's happening they're they're associating that scent with purchase purchasing nice things so you're essentially trying to create a habit to associate a scent with a particular feeling or experience that you're having right so if you By, want better sleep a little lavender if you want to be more alert at work frankincense and then you can start associating that scent with that feeling so then when you have a whiff of that scent, it already just triggers your mind and puts you in that mode. Yep. You're ready to roll. Okay. Yep. So, so really being aware of your mindset and then the sense around you. And just pick two? Um, well, I mean, because you'll have your work scent and your personal scent. I want for, you to work now. on an area. Yeah. Okay. For, and then work on an area. So that could be any number of scents. Okay. And then just kind of self-observing how scents really. Uh, you. Yeah. Okay. So, so get out there. Go get some scents. Is this like incense? Is this like essential oils? It, can, is this anything, it, it right? appears as if anything can be effective. Okay. Um, the purest version of it is the best. So like the essential oils, make sure they're super pure. If you're going to be like misting them into your world um, or like actually having roses in your house, that okay. kind of thing. Uh, perfumes tend to be pretty high quality. Okay. Um, and even a lot of waxes, as long as there's not a lot of chemical compounds in there. Oh, like the scentsy kind of Yeah, things and or... like any of those melty wax things. Okay. Um, just making sure that there's not a lot of chemicals because like when it wafts out the perfume, it also wafts out chemicals. So sure. just making sure that that's as pure as possible. And then also like like new carpet smell is actually not super good for you. <laughs> But, but it makes people, it tends to make people kind of like, yay, new things. Right. And so just paying attention to how those things affect you and like what mindset they put you into. Okay. So go get some sense and uh, incorporate it in your life and build a better you. Thanks guys. <laughs>